I'm Raelle Bell. And I'm Liz Ware. And you're listening to That's Brilliant, a podcast by the American Lighting Association. So today we're talking about tape light. We're kind of in a run of little off the beaten path topics lately, aren't we, Raelle? It would seem that way, yes. Yeah. (laughs) However, this is apparently one of the most frequently discussed topics by showrooms with this particular guest, a manufacturer's sales representative. Really? I know it seems kind of surprising, but when I reached out to this guest today to talk about kind of what topics he's seeing and get a feel of what he would like to discuss with us, he said this is the top thing that his showroom customers come to him and need assistance on. Okay. Tape light. Let's do it. (laughs) So Dane Brock is a manufacturer's sales representative with Richard Allen and Associates. He's been in the residential lighting industry for 16 years and has an extensive background in technical lighting specification and training on LED usage within residential and commercial projects. And he's also an ALA certified manufacturer's representative. So we're going to talk about places you can put tape light, the things you need to consider if you're remodeling or if you're starting a new build, things that'll kind of help you be able to put in the tape light without having to rip anything else out. So we're going to kind of cover all that. Yeah. Plus how tape light is actually an incredible sales opportunity in showrooms. Because I know when I'm thinking about shopping for light, I'm not thinking of tape light. And if somebody suggests to me, oh, by the way, well, okay. We were talking about closets last time and I said, you know what? Tape light around the door frame of a closet, shining light into the closet would be a great idea. And Dane will tell us about that and all the other ways we could be using tape light that we're just not thinking of. Before we get started, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Hinkley and Kitchler Lighting for supporting this podcast. Welcome, Dane. Thanks for joining us. Howdy, how's it going? (laughs) Great. Thank you for joining us. So today we're talking about tape light, which is a topic that you suggested because you're the one who knows what's coming up in daily conversations in showrooms. And so give us a little background. Why are we talking about this today? So tape light is where we are really going with lighting in just the showrooms and with the builders and just design in general. People are wanting more and more of a minimalistic design element where they have light kind of coming from places where they can't see it or or from unique ways of lighting things and not necessarily the big fluffy chandeliers that we had you know 20 30 years ago and more and more we're finding on the pinterests and on the instagrams and things like that really unique ways of lighting the home and lighting different areas and because of that People are wanting to know how to do that. Well, almost always it's being done with tape light. So list the top three crazy places you've seen tape light. So the <laughs> crazy places, that's that's fun. They're really, um, they're really unusual. Like you wouldn't have think thought of them yourself kind of things. So the probably the most fun one that I have done recently was a game room. Mm-hmm. And you don't think of that as an unusual one. But the way they did it was the ceiling, instead of being recessed cans or something like that, they actually used channel and recessed the lighting mm-hmm. into the ceiling, but did a, you remember pickup sticks? I do. Oh, yeah. That kind of just randomized straight line pattern crisscrossed on the ceiling. And that was the lighting for the room. 
And the entire thing was done with color changing the RGB tape. Mm -hmm. So, and each strand had a different color that it could be. It was like walking into a museum of light. It was just such a really cool project to do as the general lighting for the room. So that's probably number one. Number two, I don't know. We've done some really interesting outdoor lighting stuff now uh, mm -hmm. that we have a little bit more form and function that we can do, not just with tape light, but just architectural linear lighting in general. So things like neon, that's oh, not neon right. anymore. It's actually LED tape, but enclosed in the kind of tubes and things that you had before. Fun story, almost every Sonic on the planet uses neon, LED neon now, as opposed to old school neon. Mm -hmm. So you see that and you're like, oh, wow, that's really cool. I wish I could do that at my house and have it dance to the music and things. We've done projects like that now. Wow. wow. Well, and outdoors, I mean, it's probably also great for path lighting and that sort of thing too. Okay, well, how about one like really simple one that could work in just about any house? Under cabinet lighting is the oh. absolute number one place that we use tape lighting right now. Okay, uh, so less crazy, but absolutely. Very that's, applicable. that's probably I would say that and like wine rooms and master closets and those kind of things. Mm -hmm. But under cabinet, under cabinet, above cabinet, toe kicks, underneath the counters, in kitchens specifically, is probably the number one place. Mostly because it disappears. Sure. That's, that's the benefit of the product is it's just really small. We talked about closets last episode and my dream closet has tape light all around the doorway, just kind of pointing in. So the light is coming from the same place your face is so you can see everything without shadows. So someday I'm going to get around to doing that. <laughs> yeah. And that's really the, the way that they've done closets for a long, long time, except they use the fluorescent box. Mm. above the door frame shining into the closet when you didn't have enough ceiling space or code didn't allow you to put something on the ceiling they actually have been doing that idea just not with tape sure okay. but now we have tape light that we can get up into the 1100 lumens per foot wow. kind of realm which is really a 75 watt bulb every foot of tape Wow. You put that around your closet and you're going to have the face of the sun going in your, your closet. <laughs> it might be a little too much. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was the next thing I was going to touch on because traditionally when I think of tape light, I think of it as architectural lighting or accent lighting. And I don't think of it as being there for task lighting, but it sounds like now it is capable of doing that. Yeah, we're finding more and more of the task lighting places uh, that people wanted. The architectural, we're obviously still seeing that. You have a popped up ceiling in a living room or an entryway. You want to light that up. It used to be done with rope light. Mm -hmm. Now we're using tape light. But whenever you get into like task, the typical task light that we're using like for under cabs is maybe 300, 350 lumens per foot, somewhere in that realm, uh, which is roughly a, a 60 watt light bulb every couple of feet illumination, talking about the old school light bulbs. But mm -hmm. now we're getting where we can light whole rooms. We can just put it on the ceiling like you would a, a recessed disc or a recessed light or something like that. We can do that with tape light now and not necessarily just have to use it for that little pop of light. It can now be the main light source. 
And to dress it up, besides channels, is that really the way you dress up the tape light? Do you put a little, you know, lens over a channel to hide it if you could otherwise see directly into it? Are there other ideas besides just kind of hiding the tape light in a cove or something like that? Channel is the best way uh, to put a lens in front of it so that, you know, one of the biggest problems that people had with tape light was you could see the dots. Right. Right. So there's little LED chips all the way along it and you can see the dots. Well, we can get rid of that with channels and lenses. Okay. But we now have tape light that doesn't even have dots. Uh, it's called chip on board or COB tape. And it literally is one long extruded out thing of phosphor over very, very tiny chips so that you actually don't see dots at all, even if you're looking directly at the tape. And what that really allows for is instead of having to use really expensive channel, which is what we had to do before, you had to have a really deep channel with a really good lens on it to kind of fuzz the dots out. Mm -hmm. Now you can use really cheap channel with a lens right on top of the tape itself, but still not see dots. So even though the tape itself is a little bit more expensive, the channels can be a lot less expensive and it all kind of balances out. Mm -hmm. So speaking of price, is tape lighting as a general light source an affordable way for people to light? Or is that often more of like a higher end project? It kind of depends on what you're replacing it with. If mm -hmm. the general lighting in a room, if you're doing like that game room project that we were talking about earlier, if you're doing something like that and your option is four disc lights or mm -hmm. this crazy system on the ceiling, it's considerably more expensive. Sure. Um, but if you're talking under cabinet lighting, it's usually either less or about the same as using traditional undercabs, depending on, again, how much you have and those kind of things. Mm -hmm. The most expensive part of the system is the driver, which is what converts electricity coming into your home to something that the tape light actually understands and enjoys. That box is pricey. Mm -hmm. So if you can utilize, if you have two feet of cabinet that you need to light, it's going to be very expensive to use ah. tape light. If you have 30 feet of cabinets that you need to light, well, now that box can control all of that. So you're diversifying out that price point across a large swath of tape. So both. Right, right. That can be one way, can be the other. It can. We, we typically will price things both ways for customers whenever they're looking at like under cabinets and things like that with a traditional fixture versus tape light. Sometimes it actually relies more on what the electricity in that space looks like than it does even the cost. So if you are doing this in a new build kitchen, you have an opportunity, assuming that you start in time to, <laughs> to put in the proper drivers and, and prepare for this. But if you're working in a house that is already built, you could be facing some serious cost with installing drivers and preparing. Absolutely. Space. You know, the first question that you always have to ask, if you're on the showroom floor, you need to ask it of the consumer. If you're the consumer, you need to ask it of yourself is where am I on build phase? Mm -hmm. What has been done up to this point? If the cabinets are already in and the electricity has already been pulled, right. electricians default to using old school under cabinet lighting, mm -hmm. which means that there is a wire sticking out under every cabinet and they assume you are going to have a fixture that goes into that space. If that is the case, if that's where you're already at in the build phase, 
tape lighting is almost always not a great option because each one of those places would have to have a driver. Mm -hmm. And we just talked about that that's the most expensive part. Well, if you add seven of them into a build, it's just going to be astronomically high for no reason whatsoever. If, however, we are still in the pre-sheetrock and the electrician hasn't gone in there and run wires and things like that, whenever you're having the conversation with your customer or you're walking into the showroom as a customer, now we can dictate to the electricians and to the builder where you want to wire. That's where we can really save some, some money because they can pre-wire an entire kitchen the correct way for tape light versus trying to go back and do it on the back end. So you figure out where the driver is going to be and then you wire from the driver to the tape light instead of just having the line voltage come through? Is that? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So all tape light, um, that's not fair. 90% of tape light is low voltage. And that's the stuff that we're using in these kitchen builds and things like that. Most of the line voltage tape light that we would use that would just use the electricity directly from the house is more outdoor rated or for places where you can't really get a driver. Okay. The benefit of the low voltage stuff is it's a lot more field modifiable, mm -hmm. if that's a word. We'll go with it. It can be cut and re-spliced and all of that kind of stuff in the field because low voltage electricity is safe electricity. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't have the same code requirements and things like that. When you have line voltage, all of your connections have to be in boxes. It, mm -hmm. You have an electrical inspector that's coming in and looking at that very closely. And electricians are much more twitchy about sure. using the line voltage product than the low voltage. Rightly so. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> one will hurt you really bad. The other one, not so much. Right. Okay. So you said something interesting when we were discussing earlier before we started our interview that with tape light, you're actually selling something. So it seems like in one way it could create a very interesting opportunity for showrooms to add on to projects. So instead of just here are the spots that you would traditionally put a fixture you can do things beyond that. But what other ways did you mean that? So whenever you actually walk into a showroom as a consumer, you are looking to be shown lighting, light fixtures and those kind of things. So the showroom itself, you're not really selling with decorative product. You're showing, you're walking them around and you're trying to listen to them of this is the design style they're looking for. And you kind of point them in the right direction. But at the end of the day, it's a consumer's choice as to what fixture they're picking. With technical lighting, which this falls, tape lighting, of course, falls into that category, you don't get as much information from the consumer. They walk in and they're saying, hey, I want this picture that I found on Pinterest of, of a closet. I want to do that. But that's about as much as they know. Mm -hmm. Now they have to rely on the showrooms to understand what it is that they're looking at, that it is tape light that would accomplish that. And then how to put that system together. You have to sell those systems. But even more than that, if you have somebody that is interested in, I really want to do this to my closet. As soon as you finish up with that closet, the next question is, well, where else do you want to do this? Do you have any <laughs> pop-ups? Do you have under cabinets? Do you have this? Do you have that? Where else can we put it? What does your game room look like? What does your study look like? What about using the sheet of LEDs and putting it under some quartz so that the mm -hmm. actual quartz lights up underneath, you know, this bar that you have going on? There are so many places that we can hide it 
and add architectural elements into a home, you can sell that. It's very, very difficult to sell an additional chandelier location in a house. Well, I know that you have a chandelier in your dining room, but what about having four of them? <laughs> like that just doesn't even make sense, right? But okay, you have a chandelier in there. That's great. What else is in there? Oh, well, I have this cupboard and I have this and I have this china cabinet. Oh, you have a china cabinet. Have mm. you ever thought about lighting the china cabinet? It's ways that you can actually add on to sales in a way that is not detrimental to the consumer. You know, you're not offering them something that is just ridiculous. You're right. offering them something to make the home look even better. We'll get back to our conversation in just a minute. But first, a message from our sponsors. This year, Hinkley is celebrating a century of style. That's 100 years in business. Hinkley is proud to be a fourth generation family company with the mission of providing customers with exceptional lighting and ceiling fan products. They understand the passion their customers feel for their homes and are dedicated to helping them realize their vision. Learn more about the company, including some incredible charity work they do at Hinkley.com. Kitchler Lighting is more than just a lighting company. They're a bring people together company focused on strengthening and growing relationships. They're constantly innovating, creating on-trend designs and delivering high quality product. Learn more and find inspiration and ideas at kitchler.com. I don't know if we're going to even have time to dive into this, but it seems like controls would be a very important aspect of all of this as well. Is that the case? It is. For the most part, though, if you're just looking for a single color tape, you just want you know, a nice 3000 Kelvin single color for, you know, your under cabinets or something like that. Regular old plain old dimmers work great. It's nothing fancy. You don't have to have your phone out. It's just, you dim it. It's great. It works just like any other light source does. And the drivers now, the pieces that kind of control all the tape have gotten smart enough that you don't have to use a bunch of specialty controls and a bunch of specialty dimmers in order to work that product. Now, if you want color changing and dancing to the music built into your Control 4 system or whatever home automation system you're using, yeah, controls are a big deal. If I'm doing a game room with all the different colors on the ceiling, do I need a different driver for every color? Uh, yes, because mm -hmm. each one will actually have to have its own controller as well in mm -hmm. order to kind of diversify out the ability to control it within whatever system you're using. Mm -hmm. So there's also a couple of different versions of controls. So we start with the very basic regular old dimmer. That's just for single color. Mm -hmm. Then we get into the color changing, but I don't really need it to do a bunch. I just want it to be blue when the Cowboys play or, <laughs> you know, something like that, or, you know, right. red and green during Christmas. <laughs> you can do that on your phone. It's oh, a yeah. very simple, you add in a couple of pieces into the system and your phone will control that. If you really are getting deep into it and wanting to add it into your home automation system and things, then we have to go DMX, which is a wired control protocol that allows it to communicate much more effectively with either home control systems or even just with uh, like lightboard sliders and mm -hmm. things like that. If you're doing a restaurant and they want a bunch of control that's how we would do it. So it ranges anywhere from the very, very basic to the super complex. 
really just depending on what you're wanting to do with it. Mm-hmm. The benefit of tape light, and when I go in and I'm training showrooms and I'm talking to people about this, is the answer is basically yes. <laughs> you know, what are you trying to do with it? Well, I'm trying to do that. Can we do that? Yeah, more than likely <laughs> we probably can. All it takes is money. Okay. Oh, that's all. <laughs> that's, that's always true. Absolutely. <laughs> you can do you almost know, the, anything. <laughs> the more complicated you want it, the more expensive it's going to be, just like anything else in the world. You want a little single strip of tape light for an undercab, that's pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. You want a game room that each LED chip is individually controllable so that you can have them chase around the room, that's going to be very expensive. And there's everything in between. Of course. Mm-hmm. And the point is, though, that a showroom maybe that doesn't have an extensive controls background and ability to really get into all of the smart home products can still sell tape light. Like you said, you can you can put it on a dimmer. You can still sell a wonderful product and ambiance for your customer. Well, and I would actually recommend very, very highly to the showrooms, lean on your reps, lean on your factories. Mm-hmm. The stuff exists. So as long as you know that it exists and that you can right there in front of your customer say, I am fairly certain we can do that, but I have no idea how, but I know who does. That's really all they're looking for. If they're in your showroom, as opposed to going to Lowe's and picking up the little box on the shelf that they can put a little piece of tape light around their Christmas tree, whatever it is that they're Mm -hmm. attempting to do. If they're in your showroom, they're looking for an expert. You may not be that person. That's not a problem. You should know the person though. Mm -hmm. Know the rep that's going to help you. Know the factory that's going to help you with that information. I am really good with this technical lighting, but whenever we start getting into DMX controls, that's where I have to ask for help as well. That's where I know I have a factory person in technical support that I can call and say, hey, this is the project I'm looking for, help. Nobody can know everything. You just need to know what exists and who to contact. That's a great message because I think so much we hear as the technology is evolving and things are becoming more complex that sometimes there's some fear of stepping into that realm. But if you expand your network and know who to go to when we have these questions, then that gives you the opportunity to be the resource for that. Absolutely. I am in showrooms, I would say probably twice a week on average, sitting down with a salesperson or a salesperson and a consumer working through tape light projects. Mm. At least twice a week in a showroom doing that because they understand that it exists, that I have the knowledge to help them, and that I can sit down and work through that with them. With the biggest thing being when you finish up with what you're doing, the next question should always be what else do we want to light up? What other projects do you have? You know, I think this is a great message. Like you were saying, Rael, we talk a lot about there are all these new things and showrooms, you need to go learn all these new things. But maybe part of what you need to do is just expand your team and your network and have experts that you can call on for all these different things that are always coming up. You can't know everything. Mm -hmm. No one can. I joke all the time that the only thing left in my brain is lighting anymore. (laughs) I'm going to come home one day and be like, now, wife, your name was (laughs) like, that's all that's left in here anymore. But I can't know it all. And I certainly can't expect my showrooms to know it all. Mm -hmm. So 
all I want of my showrooms is to know that it exists and that I am somebody to contact for the things that I have access to. That's step one. If you have that information, then when you have the customer in front of you, you also have to be very comfortable saying, I don't know, but I can find out. Mm -hmm. That is a very powerful message to a consumer. And it is not the, I guess, defeatist feeling that you get whenever that happens. That's not real. That's you're feeling that, but that's not how they're seeing it. They came to you for help. You are helping them by knowing who to get help from. Exactly. It's really no different than going to the doctor and the doctor saying, well, I don't do brain surgery. I need to send you to a brain surgeon. You don't think any worse about that doctor, right? Right. Because right. he doesn't know the information, but he knows who to send you to. So you think highly of that guy. And he's not trying to talk you out of getting brain surgery. No, no, we don't do brain surgery here. How about this nice, you know, manicure instead? You know, yeah, <laughs> you've got a network of people you can... Yeah, absolutely. Do not turn down tape light business. I hear mm -hmm. it every day that somebody turned down a tape light project because they weren't comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. There is good money in it. To the point earlier, it's not the least expensive stuff on the planet. It can be very expensive depending on what it is that you're going for. But that's where if they don't buy it from you, they will buy it from someone. They are mm -hmm. looking for somebody to help them with that product. If it's not you, it's going to be the guy down the road, or they're going to get on Amazon and order it and then really be unhappy. Right. Mm -hmm. well, well, I think that's a great point to leave it on, but is there mm -hmm. anything else that you feel showrooms should really consider about tape light? I don't think so. I, I think it's really just understanding the amount of places that you can utilize it, that it is a sales opportunity. You know, back in the day, it used to be make sure you always sell the light bulbs with a light fixture. Make sure you always sell a dimmer with a light fixture. Those were your add-on sales. We've kind of gotten used to that now. Like we sell light bulbs with all of our light fixtures. So what is the next add-on? What is the next thing that you can actually talk to your consumers about? And technical lighting, specifically tape lighting, is a great way to start to get some add-ons, get some additional income coming into your showroom in a way that the consumer is going to be super happy with at the end of the day. Thank you so much for your time and for this great talk. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This has been amazing. Thanks, Dane. So I love this episode because we got some details about where and how to use tape lighting and what some of the considerations are. But there's also the bigger message of you can't know everything. You need to expand your team. And if your team is sales reps or manufacturers or whoever it is, don't turn down something just because you don't know about it. Just have a Rolodex big enough that you can get anything figured out that you need to get figured out. Yeah, I think that's such an important message. Don't let the fear of not being the expert on a topic drive you from, you know, still providing that to your customers. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's something we talked about when we discussed controls and smart lighting, you know, just get started, just jump in. And if it requires you to have a, a special person, a rep, someone from a factory that you go to when you have these topics, that's okay. And maybe eventually over time, you will pick up enough that you can do it or, or maybe you won't, but either way, you're remaining the expert for your customers by being the person that connects them with what they need. 
That's right. Because a lot of time our message is, okay, here's something you need to learn. You need to learn about controls. You need to learn about this. You need to learn about that. Well, yes, you do. You need to know what's available, but maybe beyond that, you have an expert that you can call to help and you can still provide professional great answers for your customer by having a big enough network to do it. And a small little ALA plug. I have to say that I think one of the best ways that you can build that network, and I'm not just saying this from my own experience, I'm saying this from things I've heard from hundreds of different members that attend our annual conference, but Mm -hmm. going to that event, that event is all about connecting and meeting people. And if you're looking to increase your network, that's the place to go whether it's non-competing showroom networking group where you're meeting other showrooms in different markets that are willing to share their experiences with you, or if you're meeting new reps, you're meeting new manufacturers. It's just a really incredible opportunity to do that in a, in a low pressure environment where it's not Mm -hmm. about sales. It's about learning and building your network. There are plenty of guests here on this podcast that we know about because we had a drink with them at the bar at conference. It's a great way to meet people and to just get talking about whatever's on your mind. Yes. So if you're interested in learning more about conference, you can visit alaconference.com or send us an email at podcast at alalighting.com and we'll tell you what you need to know. Thank you to our sponsors, Hinkley and Kitchler Lighting. Thanks for listening. Stay brilliant.